All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucking delics? What the fucksters? What the fuckaholics? What the fuck knuckles? All right, that was enjoyable for me. Thank you for listening. I'm Mark Marin. Welcome to the show. This is my show, WTF. We've been on the air for quite a while now. We're a, we're a staple. It's been five years and counting. Five years plus. We're in it. What episode are we even on? I mean, this has got to be episode 574. Jesus. I've been doing... This is the thing, man. This is my thing. This is it. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I host a podcast where I talk to people and I ramble on a bit. Some people listen to that. I go do stand-up. I'm doing a TV show. I am uh, in the middle of filming the TV show, and I the last I talked to you, last time I talked to you, I was ill. I got ill, and I got scared, and I got freaked out. You really want that magic shot. I feel better. I think you can still hear it in my voice a little bit, but it, but it leveled off. Like it settled in a bit where it kind of, it kind of, some of it went away. I got lucky, man. I got lucky because some people are going down with that flu shit. That's, that's fucking nasty. Sorry if you got it, but uh, on some level, it kind of, you know, it forces you to relax, doesn't it? Forces you to relax and feel like you're dying. That's the flu. Okay, look. So the tour thing is happening. You know that it's happening. I told you that it's happening. Marination, the tour, is happening. I told you where the cities were going. Now, everything's going on sale tomorrow. There's some pre-sales going on here and there. And I know for a fact that tomorrow they will all be on sale. Now, listen, I know some of you are like, you're not coming to my state. You're not coming to my city. I will add dates later in the year. This is just the round I'm doing. And uh, obviously, I have a lot of fans in Minneapolis, Chicago, Portland, New York City, which I was just in, but some of you missed it, apparently. I just did two shows there, but I'll make some dates. I'm going to be folding them in. This is the bulk of the tour, and then I'll do some weekends out, and I'll, and I'll get to where you are. We're within a few hundred miles of it, okay? You dig? So tomorrow... Through the links that I have on my site, you can go to WTFPod.com slash calendar. You can see all the dates and you can get your tickets tomorrow. Also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I added a date that I got to put up on there, but it's not there yet. So you're the first to know to warm up for my tour. I'm going to uh, Rochester, Rochester, New York. I'm going March 20 and 21 to the Comedy Club in Rochester. That's for four shows. And I don't know who I got up there. I don't know what I'm like up there. I don't know who who wants to see me in Rochester. I'm feeling out the country a bit. A lot of stuff that I don't know about what people want or who wants to see me. But uh, it's all happening after I finish filming my show, Marin, Season 3. Which, as I said, I'm having a good time. Tomorrow, I'm working with Elliot Gould, who will be playing Elliot Gould. Now, for some reason, man, and this is uh, true about my guest as well, Marty Allen is my guest today. Marty Allen. The Marty Allen. Now, I know some of you are thinking, who the hell is Marty Allen? Yeah, I understand. Um, But look, I didn't grow up with Marty Allen other than knowing him from like the Hollywood Squares, the guy with the crazy hair on the Hollywood Squares. I remember him from when I was a kid. Uh, Marty Allen the block. Hello there. He was the hello there guy. But Marty Allen has been around in show business for many years. He was in a comedy team called Rossi and Allen. Here's my point. I remember seeing him when I was a kid on TV, on game shows, and I didn't really have anywhere to place him other than that, but he was very recognizable. And I think that some of you, certainly people my age, or maybe a little younger, but certainly older, would know who Marty Allen is because he was on a lot of game shows and he was a weird looking little guy and he had weird hair and he said, hello there. And he was kind of funny and he talked weird. But, uh, but like, I don't, I didn't know that he was this huge comedy star and this huge comedy team for years and years and that he, he, he was on the Ed Sullivan show so many times. But, uh, but I got this opportunity. Marty Allen's 92 years old. And I'm like, all right. 
You know, that guys he's got a story. He's still working. Fascinating. Fascinating. Because I got to tell you something, folks, and I don't want to disappoint anybody, but lately all I've been thinking is like, how much money will it take for me to just say, I'm not going to do nothing no more. I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to just get off the grid. Because sometimes... You know, I enjoy talking to you and I know that I've had my ups and downs and, and, you know, some days are what they are. And, you know, I love doing the show and I love talking to people here on the show. I like doing stand up, but I don't always know why I'm doing things. Sometimes I'm like, am I just doing it to do it, to keep up, to keep up with what? Am I doing it to, to stay in the game, to compete? Am I doing it because I love to do it? You know, these questions have been coming up. I need maybe a month off or something. But a lot of times when I hear these guys have been working, you know, non-stop and they're 92 i'm like holy shit why what isn't the goal to stop at some point to say like all right i did it i'm gonna relax for a year or two or maybe for the rest of it maybe it isn't maybe i'm i'm giving myself maybe i'm misreading myself and i would go nuts if i had nothing to do when i came out to la when i got fucked up the first time after college in 80 i guess 87 88 when i first was when i was living in culver city i spent a lot of time alone and i was at factors deli there's factors delicatessen i think over in the santa monica pavilion having some soup at the counter and who comes in and sits a few chairs away from me marty allen and i'm looking at him I'm like holy shit that's marty allen look at that hair look at him sitting there eating soup this is a sad moment for everyone why would I think that? Why would I think that? And then I realized that I've always been compelled by the the weird, tragic humanity of comedians and comedy and Hollywood and actors and all of it. The first show I ever saw, Jackie Vernon sitting right up front, 11 years old. I saw his like sweat and his fat and his miserable kind of disposition and his clown face. And I was like, that's the life for me. I'm still very odd about it. I still have this weird kind of unexplicable respect and awe for anybody that I can identify from the television or from movies. Certainly from when I was a kid. You know, and Marty Allen comes from that generation of guys that would used to do the roasts. These were men that wore suits and did singing and dancing on camera. And, and they, they did jokes with each other and there was camaraderie and they all looked their age. I, I don't know, man. I just, there's just something just in my head. I was watching old Don Rickles uh, pieces uh, the other night. It, there was such a glory to it. There was such a I don't there was such an intimacy to the relationship of these celebrities that I grew up watching. Well, I watched the It's a Mad 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 World the other night just to watch these comedians do their little bits in there. I mean, I, it was unbelievable. Rosemary Clooney was uh, uh, unbelievable. Buddy Hackett's in it. Milton Berle, Jimmy Durante, Spencer Tracy was fucking a genius, and he was almost dead by that point. And who else? Buster Keaton had a cameo. The Three Stooges were in it and they didn't even say anything. The movie's not even that good, but Jonathan Winters, Jonathan Winters, Mickey Rooney, and, and like, oh my God, I just can't. And these aren't even the people that I really grew up with. These are the people that my grandparents like. These are the people that I knew from watching television in my grandparents' house. And these were monumental people to me. And I still can't, I still can't, I can't shake that. You know, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. And then I watched Broadway, Danny Rose, Milton Burles in there. I just, it's my, in my brain, part of me lives there. It was always just, they were the most important people. I just don't, it's unbelievable to me. So what am I just having some reverie about old comedians and actors? I'm working with Elliot Gould tomorrow and I'm excited. I'm working with, you know, the original Trapper John, man. I'm working with the guy who was in The Long Goodbye. I'm working with the guy who was in Harry and Walter Go to New York. I mean, I don't see him as a TV actor. Elliot Gould is a Capricorn One. He's in my mind from when I was a little kid. They're like my parents. All these people are like my family. That's how I look at them when I'm very familiar with an entertainer. I hope I'm, I hope I, I'm entertaining. You know?
Marty Allen is here and he's going to be 93 next month. Unbelievable. Now, I want to tell you, when he came, this is a 92-year-old man. I went outside. I saw him. I, I walked over to the car across the street when they parked. A man and a woman got out. He got out, too. And he's a, he's a little guy. Uh, he's got his hair. He's got the thing. Hello there, he said. And I got a steep driveway. And we all said, do you want help? He's like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. He's a tough old guy. And he apparently was quite a dancer. So uh, here we go. I, I'm learning how to talk to older people too, by the way. I, I'm not as, not as freaked out as I usually am, I don't think. Okay. Let's talk to Marty Allen. Marty Allen. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> I remember you. So I remember seeing you on the Hollywood Squares. You were the guy. Oh, that's, I was. That was my first introduction to you because I'm like a little younger than you. <laughs> I'm about half your age. <laughs> but I remember that. Like, who's that guy with the voice and the hair? That was you. But it made an impression on me to the point where I moved. To, so I, I first lived in L.A. briefly in 88. So I go to Junior's and I see you sitting at the counter by yourself eating soup. And I'm like, I'm in Hollywood. I made it. I'm in Los Angeles. There's Marty Allen eating soup. This is this is the life I'm going to live. Did you used to go there a lot? Yeah, well, at the, at that time I lived in Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. But I used to go to Junior's Delicatessen. Good one, right? A great deli. Yeah. You know, right There's not up. many of them anymore, is there? Yeah, it's gone. Oh no, it's it's open. New owner. Oh yeah. Yeah. But delis, they're the uh, they're they're the dying thing. The deli. There's not that many anymore. No, you have to go to Africa to. <laughs> To Africa for de- for Delhi. <laughs> they tell me in the Belgian Congo there's one. <laughs> really? Someone said that. To I you? don't know. <laughs> I thought that was a real tip. You know, like oh, I hear the best corned beef is in Africa. How do you like that cover? Love the cover. Is that you in a clown outfit? Uh, that's me crying. Yeah. <laughs> Crying in a clown outfit. Is that whose idea was that? That's me. Yeah, it was that, I, I did a I do a pantomime. You do? You actually and, do a clown act? A and, pantomime, uh, but a different kind of uh, a clown who's gone through all kind of problems. Yeah, and in the moment of of his uh, knowing that he's getting older, uh-huh. he suddenly realizes. He's out there to make the people laugh. Right. He, he puts a smile back on. Yeah. And goes out. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's very, very human and sure. It's it's Marty Allen. Yeah. Because that's the way I am. Uh, Mark, to be honest. Yeah. I'm a kind of guy. I love people. Yeah. I enjoy people. Yeah. And I am very sentimental. When the football game comes on and they play the national anthem, I stand up in the living room. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) And salute. Uh Well, I mean, it's like we've made it a long time. I mean, you've been performing in front of audiences for a very long time. Long time. And, uh, you know, and your character has always been sort of like a very. You know, it's a big, broad character. I mean, Marty yeah. Allen, yeah. you know, you you had a hell of a shtick for a long time, and I don't think that very many people would assume that, who knows what's in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you, and, and clearly this, you know, what you're telling me sort of illustrates that, that, you know, you got yeah. a big heart, and you, do you but yeah, you, you've made you know, it. No, they say, you know, some entertainers go out, they, they do their job. Right. I do it. In all sincerity, in sure. all warmth. Three days ago, I get a letter um, talking about fan, fan mail mm-hmm. from the Ukraine. Really? I says, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they just got Hollywood Squares there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And the girl says, we saw you, we laughed. And I'd like to have an autographed photo. That's amazing. And I'm saying, from the Ukraine yet? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Why, it's so interesting. I said, don't give them my home address. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Well, well, it's weird that you can watch. Now we live in this time where, like, I sat down this morning. I'm watching, uh, you know, Alan and Rossi clips. You know, yeah. from the whole time. I I can watch you on the roast. I can watch you on Hollywood. Somebody Square. asked me how many 
Ed Sullivan shows I've done. Yeah. I did more than Ed Sullivan. <laughs> what was it? Like 45, 46? Somewhere along How old that. are you now? Take a guess. I get, I'm going to go a young 90. Pretty, not bad. <laughs> what old are you? 92. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you got to, you know, you're still cranking. Still going. Yeah. You know, I've talked to, uh, who did I talk to? I talked to Shelly Berman. He's still, he's still when sharp. When they told me it's my birthday. Yeah. And I'm going to be on a Mark Marin show. I got so excited. Come on. My hair went almost straight. <laughs> well, I'm glad it didn't. I don't want you yeah. to lose your edge. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, Mark. So, all right. So, let's let's talk about where it started. Because, you know, uh, like I'm fascinated. Well, it actually began. Yeah. I'm from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, and I started out, uh, I always had the feel I was a state uh, jitterbug champion dancer. Really? So you were a dancer? I, I won all kind of contests. I don't and even know I what was that... the kid in school yeah. that made everybody laugh. You know, I don't I was... even know what the jitterbug looks like. It's, a, it's quick with the yeah. hands and the. <laughs> so you were, you were a dancer when you I were a kid? I was a wild dancer and. Uh, a showman. And a kind of guy in school that made everybody laugh. And they would go to a party. I was the jester and yeah. whatever. <laughs> Couldn't help and yourself. And I, I felt that's really what I want. I started out journalism. But what what did what, your father do? Would you grow up in a very Jewish my, family my, or what? My father had a bar and restaurant. Yeah, so you grew up in the food business. Well, his bar and restaurant was in the produce. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you understand where the food and the vegetables came sure, in sure. on the train? Yeah, yeah. And there was a section, and he had a restaurant and a bar there. Did you work in the restaurant? No. No. Who, me? Yeah. Never? No. Never went down there? Never? No. You remember they used to have on uh, the famous Kilroy yeah, was, was here. here? Yeah. And I say in all truth, and no, not too many people know, I think you're the first one, no. Okay, okay. My dad took chalk. And rode on the train. Marty is here. And guys would come in his restaurant. And I said, somebody's riding all over the trains. Marty is here. Who's Marty? <laughs> he, he doing it for you, huh? He was doing it for me. So yeah, how many people in your family? You got brothers, sisters? Well, I had two sisters. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they uh, and did you, like, what what year, so uh, nine years ago, said, so you were a jitterbug champion in high school. Did you, uh, were you in the uh, the war? On our side. <laughs> well, that's good. I was in the Air Force. Oh yeah? Did you yeah. Uh, did you go overseas? I yeah. Yeah. I was in the Fifteenth Air Force. Yeah. We were stationed in Foggia, Italy. Uh huh. We were the ones that bombed uh, uh, Romania and all around. What was your job in the war? I had a mastoid, Mark. Yeah. It, in the beginning of my career. What is it? It's uh, an ear ear problem. Uh-huh. And uh, the doctor told my family, I don't think he's going to make it. And my grandmother said to the doctor, you're an idiot. He's not only going to make it, he's going to make his family very proud. Uh, That's a true story. Tough grandmother. That's a great Human, but when you were in the service, did that? Uh, they, they... I uh, so I was on the ground crew. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. But it, you know, how long were you in for? A couple of years. Yeah, I, I can't even like. And you enlisted, right? That's what people did then. They were oh, proud to go. I, I to be honest yeah. with you, I wanted to be in the service. I wanted to serve my country. Yep. And and I felt in my heart. I said, I got to. And my mother says. She's cooking, and she says, well, you'll be home early. They'll see your ear. You'll be home early. <laughs> yeah. And I came home early. Ma, Dad, I'm in the service. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> the soup fell over. And it, <laughs> but you were in for a while, though, yeah. right? And you, did you... So you didn't actually see any action, but you... Did I you? saw... Well, we... We we were involved in that. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Did you stay in touch with a lot of the guys you were in the service with for your whole life? Oh yeah, well I had many friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you come back from Italy, yeah, what, you on the GI Bill then, and you what'd you go to school? How how'd that work? Well, I, like I said, I, uh, I was very uh, hot in journalism. I like to write, mm -hmm. 
I still write short stories and, and oh yeah, and you uh, wrote a book, and I wrote a book. Yeah, the Marty Allen Hello There, and this is a this is a memoir, memoir of my times with Elvis, with Nat King Cole, with Sarah Vaughn, with uh, you name it, Steve Rossi. So yeah, that was the name I was trying to think of the name. <laughs> Well, that guy. <laughs> so when you come back, where'd you where'd you end up going to college? Well, what happened is when I came back, like I said, I was going to go to school in journalism. Yeah. But I, I felt on my heart, Mark, mm -hmm. uh, comedy, comedy. Really? And so I became like the the kid in Pittsburgh that was. I played all kind of joints. I played all kind of taverns. Doing stand-up? I played bars. You know, I, I would do a routine, you know, yeah. a crazy routine. Yeah. And I'd do pantomime. I'd do dancing. And finally, one day, I became like uh, one of the popular guys. In Pittsburgh. And, uh, and the agent said to me, uh, I got your book on a weekend with a girl singer. So I said, oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, do I know her? He says, I hope you do because it's Sarah Vaughn. Wow. Well, I I almost collapsed. I found Sarah Vaughn. Yeah. And so I worked with her. Then she took a liking to me. Yeah. And she made a phone call. Because in those days, Mark, yeah. all the singers had an opening act. The opening act was a comedian. Yeah. So uh, they would book you to do 15 or 20 minutes to open the show. Uh-huh. And then the singer would come sure. on and take over. And uh, she recommended me to Nat King Cole. Really? And his manager finally, uh, I was coming to Hollywood with my cousin who was going to school out there. And I says, well, I'll go to Hollywood. And then in the meantime, I was doing dates. And then she called Nat. Yeah. And I started travel with Nat King Cole. Oh, my God. My grandfather loved him. Loved him. Loved him. Loved him. I adored him. Yeah. He, what a man. Yeah. Next, I would say, in my mind, Sinatra, Elvis, and Nat King Cole. Yeah. Stand out. Sure. Who I worked with and who I knew and who I felt yeah. uh, such great admiration for. Yeah, he was a great, real, yeah. real style. And that, that, and that was unbelievable. And you toured with him a lot? Toured with him and toured with him. And then I, w I was in Chicago uh, at the Chez Paris. Yeah. Famous nightclub in, Ch in Chicago uh -huh. with Edie Gourmet. Yeah. Steve Rossi was a production singer at the Sands Hotel in Vegas. What's that mean, a production singer? He was the guy that when the girls came out, he sang. Oh, okay, okay. The song. So like the intro guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. A pretty girl. Yeah, right, right. Oh, sure. <laughs> and uh, he he said to Nat, he says, "I don't want to be a singer anymore. I want to do something else." And that says, well, uh, Martin and Lewis are a hot comedy team, and I have a young man who is really funny, and maybe if the two of you got together, it would work out as a good comedy team. So Steve called me, and and I said, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm making a couple bucks. I'm happy. Got an act? Yeah, I got yeah. an act. I'm working yeah. with, with uh, Edie Gourmet. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm happy. I don't know. He said, well, if I flew in and talked to you, maybe we could work something out. So I says, well, what go come on, fly in. I, you know. <laughs> so he's flying in from Vegas? He flew in from Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Well, I see this guy that looked like Rock Hudson. <laughs> no, he was so handsome. Yeah. And then I heard him sing. Yeah. He knocked me out. He was a great singer, and he had a nice personality, uh, an attitude. And, and I said, well... Uh, I'll tell you what, let's give it a shot. 
So I wrote some material. Yeah. And we wrote a couple routines, and I worked with him. And we start playing little places where little joints well, what, mark. Now, let, let me ask you something about that, about the nightclub circuit at that time. Uh, you know, these were like usually dinner clubs, right? Well, there were like uh, private clubs. Like like mob-owned clubs? Yeah, yeah, there were like all kind of private clubs. Yeah, yeah. There were little yeah. nightclubs yeah. in those days. Yeah. So we played all what you might say joints. Yeah. You know. Sure. And I felt in my ear that the audience was reacting. You knew right off the bat they were hysterical. I said, "Oh, it's working." It's really the, Be- they, better they, than it was as as a solo act. You felt a better response when you were with. Well, the, not a better response. I felt that they reacted right. to to what we were doing to the dynamic. You know, they and get, I said, "Oh, okay, yeah, let's give it a shot." We yeah. called Nat and we said we were ready. Yeah, and then he took us and, and took us on tour, and eventually we ended up. Playing with Nat King Cole at the Sands in Las Vegas. Isn't that something? And after Nat, we were held over with Sinatra. After that, we were held over with Lena Horn. Wow. After that, we were held over with that fantastic singer from London, Shirley Bassey. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up uh, after that with Paul Anka. Mm. One after the other. So you were in Vegas all year round <laughs> for years. I should have bought a hotel. <laughs> what was or a motel? What was Vegas like then? Because it was only a handful oh, of hotels it then, was right? Terrific. Yeah, it was it's classy, always right? Been terrific. Yeah. Have Vegas, been? there's no place like Las Vegas. But back then, like, you, did you, because I've talked to guys, you know, who do I talk to recently? I talked to Bob Newhart, and it just seemed that there was a camaraderie to Vegas, that, you know, that everybody sort of knew who was in town. Well, and, we knew who was in town. And did you? And if I'm working with Nat King Cole, I would go see, maybe go see Don Rickles. Right. Oh, in fact, that's it. I had a an agent who said who was a good friend of mine. Yeah. He said, "Listen, I just booked an act for two weeks. I want you to go down and see them there at the Sahara." Yeah. And he says, "If you you if you like them, just tell me what you think of them." Yeah. When we were done with our show, Mark, yeah. we would go see whoever we could see. Did you go see Shecky? Still playing. At that time. Yeah, did you ever see Shecky Green? Oh, yeah. Yeah, funny guy, right? No, great funny guy and a good friend of mine. Yeah? I, oh, I'm, yeah, Shecky. I'm fascinated with that we're guy. very classy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you in Vegas? I mean, like... Well, I would... Well, when I was... When we played with Nat, and then, like I said, we just do... Just stay over. You do 10 days with Nat, stay over 10 days with Sinatra... Ten days with Lena, like I. What was it like working with Frank? I mean, did you? Was oh he a sweet my, guy? He was unbelievable. You? Yeah, Though, he is Las Vegas. Yeah, Sinatra, in my estimation, is was a cla- classy, phenomenal singer, classy man, and a nice guy. I really love. I really adored them, you know. Yeah, and at that time, people would dress up for Vegas. Everybody oh, looked nice. Shirt and tie, the women in cocktail dresses, and looking beautiful like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the guys were shirt and ties. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and did did you like uh, when when like after the shows? Like I got like, like was Dean Martin hanging around? Was Joey yeah. Bishop hanging around with everybody? You know, Sammy. Well, then. Uh, then I saw the Rat Pack together, and uh, they they were a class act, you know, and uh, they were real nice guys. Dean Martin would come in the casino, uh-huh. and he'd start to deal. 
Blackjack. Well, he used to be a blackjack dealer. Yeah. He, uh, in in uh, Steubenville, Ohio. That's right. You're right, Mark. Yeah, it's a fascinating story, uh, man. Uh, uh, he was the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so now how do you get from Vegas? Now, So you and, and Rossi are, are you're making well, waves. Well, now we're Alan and Rossi. Right. We start doing uh, shows. We did... Hollywood Squares at the beginning. Together. We did together. Yeah. We did Password. Yeah. Together. What's my line? You name it, we did it. So you were out that you, everyone knew who you were. We did, everybody now. And then do you move to a headlining spot at that point? No, we, then we became a headline, end up at the Copacabana in New York, which is, was oh. the mecca of all show business. What was that like? I mean, uh, my only point of reference for that is is watching something like uh, like Casino, uh, like Goodfellas. That's uh, that's all how that's how I know it. That you know there was this this. Well, you worked and you worked and you say someday if you could make it, where would you like to be? Well, the pin- pinnacle of all success. Yeah, for all singers and and professional comics and so forth uh-huh. was the Copacabana uh-huh. and we ended up at the Copacabana and you knew you had arrived and, that was it and that's it yeah and was yeah. it great oh yeah what, what made it so ecstasy ecstasy well what made it so good really I mean was it just the room that's or just when a- my hair went well <laughs> <laughs> that's what started the when hair I had the wild hair I, I was the first one that's why it, with the Beatles uh-huh you know, and they took that picture. Yeah. They kept looking at me. In fact, the reason it was a photo of me with John Lennon, I walked over John Lennon. He had no idea who I was. Uh-huh. And I said, John? He said, yes. <laughs> I said, a lot of people mistake me for you. And he got hysterical. <laughs> he started laughing. He had no idea. And but, when I hit him with that line, he went crazy. And that was at the Sullivan Show. That was it in 1964. Was you, were you the other guest on the show on their first American on the yeah. first Sullivan? You we were the, on that big show in 1964. The the first time the Beatles were on American television, yeah. you were the other act, Alan and Rossi. How and how many acts on it? And Sullivan there were Show. Other racks on also. So I, I'm assuming that it didn't go well for you that night. It didn't go well. <laughs> well, they, well, you have a bunch of screaming teenage girls <laughs> well, waiting for the Beatles. Yes, but when I came out and said, hello there, I'm Ringo's mother. Boom. The kids went, ah. <laughs> then they knew right off the you, bat. You adapted, got them on your team, and they paid attention, huh? <laughs> they paid attention. That must have and been amazing. Steve, instead of singing an up-tempo, did more of an up-tempo song. For the kids. And I was dancing. You were dancing. And then we did a routine and uh-huh. they, they reacted so you did it with with the beatles and you got to hang out with the beatles but i got to assume like show business has never been any different in in in, in the sense that you two must have been backstage thinking like we, we gotta how are we gonna make this work no well we knew right off the bat it's gonna be is there had to be a hundred police because there were a thousand little girls uh-huh and they were yelling john Ringo, uh, Ringo, <laughs> Paul, Paul, <laughs> and I yelled Marty. And they went, "Who? <laughs> <laughs> Me?" <laughs> oh my God! See, like I, I don't have any point of reference, and I imagine a lot of people who who listen to my show uh, don't really know that you know the power of Ed Sullivan and, and just what that meant to an actor. Oh, it was the biggest show. Yeah. Well, before the Tonight on Show, television. yeah. And it was a variety show. And it was a variety show. And so you he had the greatest variety show. And you knew that every every time Sullivan was on, and the people were mobbed. Yeah. And, and also, like, it wouldn't be unusual to be there with a plate spinner or a dog act or you know, anything. Jugglers, yeah. guys with things on fire. Uh, <laughs> well, and a good friend of mine who was a big comic on the show. Who? Myron Cohn. See, see that no one knows who that guy is now. And he, you know, he was uh, he was one of the he biggest was the guy that did Italian and Jewish and Polish. He did all kind of accents and a lot of Yiddish and, and a lot of uh, all all his humor was uh, 
humor regarding the group. Right, sure. Yeah. But like originally, I, I think when he was you know playing the, the hotels in the Borscht Belt, he, he almost performed exclusively in Yiddish, didn't he? No, he, no, no, he did uh, really in English. Oh yeah, but he was a brilliant, brilliant man and a brilliant uh, storyteller. Right, right. Yeah. Did you spend time up there in the mountains? Well, I knew Mara and I knew all those guys. Who were the guys? You name them, and I'll say yes. Mousy Lawrence. Mousy Lawrence. Uh, well, Mousy well, came later. Later. Who were the? I don't even know who the original guys were. Uh, there was Myron Cohen, and who else were the original well, guys? Well, Jackie Mason sure. came along. Yeah, and, and all the big comics, uh, Jerry Lewis. Sure, everybody played the the cats. Was that a good gig? Oh, the Catskills was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Why? Because they took care of you, or the good audiences? Well, when you say took care of you, I'll give you an idea of what okay. happened. Okay. Uh, the owner, uh, the guy that ran, uh, his name was Phil Greenwald. He he booked all the shows, uh-huh. big shows. He had Sammy Davis. Uh-huh. He had every everybody big, you know, all the Tony Bennett. Everybody played the ca- the Concord Hotel, right? And at the Concord Hotel, uh, he said to me. They really like you, don't they? I says, well, it's a great compliment. And he says, I want you to have lunch with me. And I'm saying, oh, I'll have lunch with you. Yeah. And there in, the, in having lunch was a woman who was the head of the uh, Randy Hotel. Uh-huh. She was more or less the general manager of booking all the uh, guests. Uh-huh. Her name was Lorraine Tridell. She Uh was from Paris, France, originally. Uh And she was sitting there, and she was laughing. And I said to her, where are you from? She said, Paris. I said, France? Yes. And I said, well, I'm not only a comedian, but I collect art. I have photos of the various artists from Paris and famous photos of different things in Paris, and they're in my room. She says, I've heard every kind of a remark (laughs) from a comedian, but this is the first time I've ever heard anyone say this to me. They're in my room, Uh meaning what? I said, well, I was going to say, if you came to my room, oh, Marty, come on, you got to be kidding. This routine... And I says, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this on a make. Yeah. I said, I'll tell you what. You stand outside the door of my room. I'll bring the pictures out. So she started laughing. Stood out. I brought the pictures out. Uh-huh. Not only brought the pictures out, Mark, but we were married <laughs> for a long, long time. Yeah. For over. 15 and 17 years, and then she passed away. But we were very happily married. Uh, and we lived in, we had a penthouse, and, and people used to say, where do you live, Marty? I says, I live in the Concord Hotel. No, no, where do you live? I says, I live in the Concord <laughs> Hotel. And the guy says, how can you live in a Concord Hotel? I said, you think it's easy? I can't get help. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then You we did were, live there, though? And now... Where I, was the penthouse? You actually lived there or no? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lived in the, uh, we lived in a penthouse. In the Concord. In the Concord, which was one of the, it was, it without a mind, one of the greatest hotels. So when and you- then eventually, after she passed away, uh, uh, Steve and I were together. And then uh, we got to a point, Mark, where we, we had played everything. We had been, and we'd been at the Copa three, four times, and they start to ask me, would you do an acting job? Would We'd like you to be a, a semi-regular on Hollywood Squares. We'd like you to do this show. 
And I said to Steve, well, you know, we played everything. We've done everything. Could we part very amicably? Yeah. And as, as I sit here in front of you, in all honesty, we were the only team, I think, that ever parted friendly. And we, we, we remained friends all, all, all through life. That's amazing. Until he just passed away. Recently, yeah. Steve. Sorry to hear that. Uh, and then I became a semi-regular on Hollywood Squares with Paul Lynch. That's what I remember. And Charlie Weaver. Yeah. And then I did Big Valley with yeah. Barbara Stanwyck. Oh, wow. I played the Jonah, and I was nominated for all kind of awards yeah. for my acting. I did a mov movie in, with Connie Stevens and... And we went to Malta and did a movie, and uh, I did other movies. I did a lot of movies and television. And then one day, my agent took me to a restaurant in Los Angeles, and uh, we it was next door to his route uh, uh, where he was, mm -hmm. and walked in, and I saw the... Uh, Maitre D, who was a beautiful girl mm -hmm. by the name of Karen Blackwell. Mm -hmm. and, and he said, I have some pictures from Paris. Oh, Mr. Al <laughs> she says, Mr. Allen, uh, what would you like? I says, uh, a fruit cocktail, yeah. a plate of fruit. And when she went, I wrote on the, on the menu, uh -huh. I like the way you look in that dress. I like that more than the fruit cocktail. Uh-huh. And we became, got married and became, <laughs> and we are married 30 years. That's unbelievable. Did you guys work together? We worked together all the time. She became my straight lady, uh -huh. and we became a hot act. Oh yeah, and it's Marty Allen and Karen Blackwell. So that was so when you uh, when you and uh, Rossi uh, split. That was like the late sixties, right? Yeah, after we split. Uh, when did you work with Elvis? Oh uh, well, what happened with Elvis is uh, he when he did his big show in Las Vegas in the seventies. Yeah, when, or, or earlier. And the, fir the first time when oh, okay. he did that big show uh -huh. before Hawaii right. and all that, when he became like nobody could top him right. and, and the crowds were coming. I walk in the hotel, there's a photo of Elvis, and I see his two gar guards mm -hmm. standing off to the side. Sunny and, and red. And they spot me. Yeah. I go over to the picture and start kissing the photo and getting real close and doing all kind of yeah. wild things to the photo. Yeah. And they handcuffed me and took me backstage. Yeah. And Elvis says, what's this? And they said, we found this pervert <laughs> outside kissing your photo. Making love to your photo, uh -huh. and he says it's Marty. You're Marty <laughs> Allen, yeah. And he took the handcuffs off yeah. me, and he was hysterical laughing. <laughs> and then it was time for him to go out to do the show. Yeah. And they said, "What? What about Marty?" And he he's laughing. He says, "I'll tell you what. Handcuff him to the door." So I thought they're kidding. Yeah. They handcuffed me, and I know Elvis <laughs> is going to be out there for over two hours. <laughs> yeah. And finally, a guard comes along. I keep hollering, and he says, what are you doing in the dress? He says, you're Marty Allen. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I said, they did a joke, and they forgot, and they handcuffed <laughs> me. Can you get me out of it? And he got... <laughs> The handcuff <laughs> took it, and I saw all the scarves lying on the bed. I put one on my head like a babushka, Yeah, ran out, and there are thousands of girls. I go up to the ringside and get right close to the ring, uh -huh. right up to the ring, and Elvis is coming by with his scarf. Love me, tender, love me. <laughs> and I look up and I go, I love you, I love you. Yeah. He almost collapsed, <laughs> and that was the beginning of our relationship. Uh -huh. And eventually he came to see me one night 
when it was dark, he mm -hmm. walked in with two of his guards. I was doing an Elvis Presley impersonation, uh, a takeoff on him, uh -huh. doing the whole routine, mm -hmm. and he he got hysterical. In fact, he wrote me a fan letter saying you're a 99 plus, <laughs> and he signed an EP. Did you and, did you uh, did you end up opening for him? No, I no. never, I never worked. You just, for, you were just buddies. I was never one of those yeah. comics to work. Uh, that worked uh, with him, uh, with, but our relationship. He would mention me. He would say something about my hair, or he'd be singing a song, and he says, "And I love you, Marty," or something. <laughs> in which he was he a funny guy. He was a, a, a nice man. There's no way to describe. He was a terrific... How do you explain something like that? Yeah. He, he was Elvis Presley. And you could in feel my it. estimation, one of the greats of our business. You say Sinatra, number one, Nat King Cole, Elvis Presley. These are kind of stars. Yeah. And they were friendly and they were nice people and never, you know, none of the conceit or any mm -hmm. of that. And real professionals. Real professionals. And Elvis put on a hell of a show. Oh. Yeah. There was no, he hypnotized the world. Yeah. yeah. It was like Sinatra. <laughs> yeah. You know. The next generation. Yeah. And wait, the, I was told that the that you had uh, on the Sullivan show, there was a couple of uh, uh, interesting almost uh, uh, problems. What was the uh, the the Zulu bit? Oh, oh, uh, we did a routine at the time when the uh, Peace Corps was mm -hmm. a big deal, mm -hmm. and Steve played a, a member of the Peace Corps, uh -huh. and I was a Zulu uh, native, and uh -huh. the, that he was going to interview. Uh -huh. Sullivan is uh, sitting, putting his makeup on, and mm -hmm. Steve's. He says, he just asked, what what routine are you doing? He said, we're doing the Peace Corps, and Marty plays a Zulu warrior. Mm -hmm. He says, no, you're not. And and that's, and Steve started laughing. He said, what do you mean, no, we're not? He says, you're not doing that routine. He says, why? He says, because I have 100 Zulu dancers on the show tonight. I have no conception and I'm in that outfit, and I'm going down to put on makeup, and I walk down the steps, and I see all these natives wearing the same outfit, and I can't believe, and, and, and I, I said, what is that? And I run up, and I said, Ed, there are guys that look like Zulus on on the show. He said they are real Zulu dancers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I said, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" Now we had an hour before the show. Yeah, we ran across the street. I got a Japanese helm uh, cap, uh -huh. and we played the uh, manager of the World's Fair. The manager of the Japanese pavilion. Uh -huh. I changed all the jokes. Steve and I changed all the jokes, and we went out and did this. <laughs> Had it work, and it worked. <laughs> and then about uh, we would eat at a famous restaurant called Danny's Hideaway, mm -hmm. and uh, Ed was having dinner there one night, and he said to me, "When are you going to do your Zulu routine?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said, oh, if I had a pot, I'd hit you. <laughs> it was hysterical. It's so it's interesting because so many of the routines that used to be sort of commonplace at that time would be considered insensitive now. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Uh -huh. and, and back then, I, well, you, the you, Peace Corps was a big thing. Yeah, and yeah. I was playing a regular Zulu <laughs> warrior and being interviewed. <laughs> yeah. I had no conception that he would have. Zulu dance, right, right, right. Show. So when you grew up, like knowing Myron Cohen and knowing the, you know, the, the the Catskills and and having spent as much time as you spent up there, was you know, how much was being you know Jewish or being brought up Jewish, you know, part? Of, you know, I wasn't thinking that way. No, but I mean, were you? Because uh, I mean, I'm Jewish. No, Most of the well, comics were no, Jewish. 
Well, they weren't all, they were regular comics. Right, Nobody right. was doing Jewish. Yeah. Except uh, there may have been uh, a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like what you're thinking. It was all the acts would go every every weekend. Yeah. You meet at a drugstore in New York called Hanson's. Mm-hmm. You know, did you play the Catskill today? And the famous hotels, mm-hmm. Grossinger's, mm-hmm. the Concord, mm-hmm. Brown's, mm-hmm. uh, Neville. I just always pictured it like for some reason, like uh, I guess I romanticized it because I'm a you know a Jewish kid. I no, grew up in New was. Mexico. It wasn't. It didn't feel that way? There was a, a, a Jewish population yeah, yeah. Uh, that came up there yeah. on the weekend. But yeah. It wasn't that that you played it that way. No, no, no. Because yeah. in the nightclub at the Concord, yeah, was like playing the Copacabana. Right, right. Because they had Tony Bennett. Right. You had Sammy Davis. Right. You had uh, uh, you name the guy. Everybody. Everybody. Who were the guys? There's so many comics that. Like that, I you know that that people don't that don't know because like you know, you know now there's like hundreds and hundreds of comics, but it yeah. was like that when you were starting out too, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean there were a lot of guys that never made it that you know that were really funny and no one knows who they are. Yeah, did you know a lot of guys that that were hilarious that, that no one would know? Well, anymore? I, uh, you know, you have that same thing today. Yeah, where there are a lot of guys that are working, uh, mm-hmm. but they never become as well known. As the ones w- that I knew at the yeah, time, yeah, and, and uh, I uh, take pride in the fact that I know great comedian uh, Shecky. Yeah. You mentioned yeah, Shecky, yeah, 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 who's not only uh, a great comedian but a good friend, uh, Jackie Mason. Yeah, yeah, you know these kind of guys, and yeah. I worked with them growing up during yeah. their time, their period. Of when they were entertaining. When you were in Vegas, I, you know, uh, Shecky gets sort of credited with, you know, sort of creating the lounge act. That, you know, like he would play the small room and just, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. He, but they, you would go in and, and know how great he was. Yeah. And oh, it, the lounges were fantastic. Yeah. Because uh, you would go in and say, like, a singer like Jerry Vale would be in the lounge. Right, right, right. Or some other famous singer. Yeah, before and they got big. Eventually, they became big names. So that was the way it worked. You do the lounge. That was it. Then, yeah, A lot yeah, yeah. of them worked in lounges. And then from the lounges, when I went down to see uh, Louis Prima yeah. and, and Keeley, mm-hmm. Rickles was also in the lounge. Yeah, and yeah. then boom, yeah. he became a big star. It must have been amazing to see him in the lounge. It's a yeah. smaller room, right? Yeah, and uh, just to see him work with that crowd. Yeah, but, I just, he, but he worked. He worked so good. Yeah, that eventually the the people took to him. Yeah, and he became a big star. So quick and deservedly so. So quick. In fact, when I'm in Vegas, I live in Vegas. And, do you? And and they say, who do you go to see? Like, who do you go to yeah. as a comedian? Yeah. Who do you like? Oh, well, I like Tony Bennett. But if I go to see a comedian, it's either Shecky or Rickles. He's Those better. are my two favorites. They they hit me yeah, hard. Yeah. I just saw Rickles in Canada. He's yeah. like, uh, what is he, almost 90? And he you know, he sits down, but he's sharp. Man. Oh, he's, yeah, he's sharp. So sharp. We just saw Karen and I just went to see him. Did you win some sort of uh, the? Uh, did did someone? I saw something on YouTube where they were presenting you with like a Tropicana award, or did someone oh, give you? Oh no, no, the uh, Louis Primo award oh, yeah. uh, was presented by his daughter. Oh yeah, but right now on YouTube, uh, there are two DVDs of Karen Blackwell singing. By the time I go Get to Phoenix, Phoenix. yeah. And uh, I prayed before uh-huh. two songs that are phenomenal. And I did a quickie that you got to take a look. It's yeah. called Marty Allen's Secret. Oh, the, I saw I that. I want thing. you to know, just go watch it. <laughs> I saw that. You'll I saw fall that. down. <laughs> You'll fall down. Do you still perform? 
Is he kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great line. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's amazing. With a cane and everything. Yeah. You no, we it. just came back. We were in Michigan and mm -hmm. Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, we played a famous uh, casino, Potawatomi. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I met this wonderful... Uh -huh. And, oh, and and how do you find the audience now? You find, you, they, they, who comes out? They they're they're they you know it. they're hysterical. Yeah, yeah. They're good audiences and, and just great. Do you play Vegas still? Uh, we play Vegas. Well, how do you feel? Do you feel like Vegas has changed? Is it is it a different place now? Does there? Well, no, uh, I I can't say that it's any different. Right. Because I get great reactions. Right, right. You know, I, I enjoy, and we're still working. And uh, uh, Karen opens the show, sings. She yeah. sings like you can't believe. She plays the piano like Jerry Lee Lewis. Wow. And she's a straight lady like you can't believe. So she does the Rossi lines? She does. And um, we have many routines that we haven't done, but she does. Uh, you do husband. We have taken some of the uh, old routines yeah. and rewritten them and made them to fit us. Do you uh, do, do you do uh, uh, like mar married couple stuff? Do you do that? Like that? that married? Kind of, well, I mean, like, do you talk about? Uh, are you are you, uh, well? Once in a while, we kid around, but you don't do a stick. We about don't do it, no. married. Uh, but you're married, aren't you? Thirty years. So, and you don't. You never thought to go on stage and do and, and bicker and, and play America. Oh no, we don't do that. Why? No, we never bicker. Well, that's why I say that would be. That's why it would be funny. <laughs> you make it up. You no. Do, yeah. Uh, no, okay. we we really we really enjoy uh, each other uh, on stage. Mm -hmm. And when you get off stage, as it was with Steve. And as is with her, when you get off, you 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 don't discuss it. You don't say, "Well, why didn't you do that joke?" or "Why didn't you say yeah. so and so yeah. at that time?" You don't you do just it. forget it. You walk out. When you look back at the whole career, I mean, what do you got? Like now, you got like what almost eighty years in show business. What what are the what was the 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 biggest thrill? The biggest thrill. Yeah. The fact that I was going to be on a Mark Marone show. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. This is it. 45 Sullivans. He met the Beatles. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Elvis Presley. But this is it. This is a high point. Because we're both still at it. Whoa. When I heard that you asked for me, I couldn't believe it. I cried for a half hour. Oh, I'm so glad you... I said, oh, my... The Mark wants me yeah, on yeah. the show. So, I'm so glad you pulled it together <laughs> to, to make the appearance. It's, it sounds like you were overwhelmed with emotion. Hey, yeah. we drove all the way down, and tonight, you yeah. know, I'm doing the autograph section. So, yeah, he's telling me yeah, he was the most exciting day of his life today. You're driving up here. He's like, where the hell is this place, mm -hmm. right? No, okay. I, I, the further up we were going, I said, we're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened to show business this is the guy's garage no. this well, is it it doesn't matter no sir you got the talent yeah i'm all right and you got the place and i got the microphones and you got the That's microphone you and you got the, the the people listening to you yeah and then and and saying that your show is good who are your favorite comics looking back you know outside of shecky and don i mean guys well, admiring. a lot of them are in washington <laughs> yeah yeah always there's a new a new batch of comedians every few years in washington yeah they yeah. keep changing but who were the guys that you watched when you were a kid that influenced the way you sort of did shtick well i I I thought the Marx Brothers were yeah. phenomenal. Right, yeah, yeah. Lauren Harvey. Did you meet Groucho? Oh, I knew Groucho very yeah. well. Yeah, he must yeah. have been something. He was quick, huh? Yeah, oh, great mind. Yeah, Th yeah. Great physical mind. Yeah. I would say uh, Groucho and... Uh, Abbott and Costello. Oh, how funny was he? You know. That must be like that. that so that. I thought they were 
the kind of people that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Laughed at. And well, that was sort of a classic team thing, too. There's a, like the, the thing that you and Rossi had, like, you know, there's not a lot of teams that do it anymore, but no. that was a classic straight man, and you were just, yeah. you know, over the top. Yeah. And that was the way Avin Costello But I was. saw Lauren Hardy and Avin Costello and the Marx Brothers. Uh-huh. In my beginning, yeah, yeah, these were the ones, yeah, that I thought of so many, so much of. Did you? I, you know, I interviewed Dick Van Dyke, and he, when he got to Hollywood, he actually looked up Stan Laurel in the phone book, yeah, and went to his house to meet yeah. him. Well, by the way, Dick Van Dyke did a terrific job, unbelievable, of, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, he's still he's still good. He's clear. He's good. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, a wife that keeps him going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a thrill to talk to you, and uh, I'm, I'm happy you're alive and still working. And you, you, yeah, you, we enjoy working, and uh, I enjoy doing these autograph sessions. What is that exactly? So, you, well, a, a lot of celebrities. Uh huh. You go in a room and one sits next to each other. Like last time was uh, Dan Haggerty, uh-huh. uh, Hasselhoff, mm-hmm. Marty Allen, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bo Derek. Uh-huh. And uh, one sits next to each other. People come in and buy your photo. Uh-huh. And they buy the photos. Okay. And uh, tonight I'm... I brought a stack because everybody called me up. You got to come with the Beatle photo. Yeah. So I got the photo with the Beatles <laughs> and uh, Marty Allen uh-huh. and whatever. And the book is on Kindle. Hello, and Dad. The book, you are the first one to know. It just went on about a half hour ago. We went, Do you remember? And the-, the guy that called my wife yeah. and said, Karen, yeah. the book has been accepted. You can tell him he can say it on the Mark Marin show. <laughs> you were like, oh, my God, everything's working out for me. Uh, when, do you remember the first time you said hello there? Hello there. Yeah, that became my famous thing. I, 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 you try to get a catchphrase, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. I'm a bad boy. Lucas, Lucas I'm a bad boy. Uh, I'm a bad boy. Yeah. And, and different sayings like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. So I try to think of something, and I always knew the expression, hello there. Yeah. It's a great warm feeling yeah so i changed it to hello there d-e-r-e <laughs> yeah in fact kids would go to school they write d-e-r-e teachers say that is not the way oh yeah marty allen hello there <laughs> yeah who's the other guy who was on the did you know bill dana bill dana yeah, yeah. jose Jimenez. yeah is bill he still dana, around he did the uh going to the moon yeah 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 and how about senior winces did you know that senior guy winces Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the old man. Yeah, yeah. we did a show. <laughs> yeah, I think he was a hundred years old on a radio show, mm-hmm. and it was in Atlantic City. Okay, and I did it with him. Oh, good. And he was very nice. Yeah, I, I go with the attitude. I Mark. I'm not jealous of anybody. I believe any anybody that's got a chance to make it, make it. Yeah. You know, that's a yeah. uh, uh, good luck. Yeah, yeah. F- to be in the business is a warm, warm feeling. Yeah. And like I say, if you get a chance to make it, make it. Well, you did it. And I, I, I never took jokes from anybody. Uh-huh. I just try to have my own routines mm-hmm. and have the attitude, hey, you, you're funny, you're funny. Yeah. Like I say, like what you said. Yeah. You go sit and watch Rickles. Yeah. And you laugh. Yeah. You get, oh, no, you really laugh at the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you see Shecky and you're laughing. Kills me. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I was sitting there watching Rickles the other night. I don't sit there and say, why is he doing this? Yeah. Or would this routine fit in with mine? Yeah. No. I just love the man. Or the person, yeah. and and like I say, uh, there are many girls yeah. that are terrific comedians. Yep. And uh, did you know Joan? Joan Joan was terrific. The greatest, May huh? She rest in peace. Yeah. She was a terrific entertainer. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Comedian. Yep. 
And when I was on the Gary Moore show, the number one girl, Carol Burnett. Yeah. And She's still around, we huh? Did, we did a, uh, Alan and Rossi and I, we did a, a show with Carol Burnett. Oh, well, Carol was, there's no way to explain Carol Burnett. Yeah. She's, she would be the top yeah. of all. Yeah, because she could do anything. She, there's nothing she could do. She could do routines. She could sing, dance. She would be like a female Sinatra. Wow. That's how I see Carol Burnett. Do you, are, is she still around? Do you talk oh, to yeah. her? Yeah. She, I think she just wrote another book, mm. if I recall. Well, it's great, man. You've and had a great she career. She's going on stage, yep. and she does routines. Yep. Uh, routines. You know, and I'm happy for her. I'm happy. I'm happy for anybody that makes it and does good in the business. I'm happy for you. Oh, thanks. It was you. great to see you, and it was a pleasure to talk to you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Okay, that's Marty Allen, who's going to be 93, still working. Still working. God bless him if you believe in that kind of stuff. I don't know if I got it in me to do that. Oh, boy. I guess that's, you know, I guess that's how you feel like you're in it, in the life. All right, well, look, go to WTFPod.com. Go to the calendar there and uh, see if I'm coming near you on my Marination Tour. And uh, if not, I'll be near you soon. All right? I'm going to add dates. Just relax. Don't freak out. Also, you can check who's been on the show. You can get the app free. Upgrade to premium. Do what you got to do. Get some just coffee.coop. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I go to sleep. I shoot tomorrow. Early. All right? Thanks for being here. Boomer lives! Boomer lives!